0: Beautiful words, right? I almost feel like I don't even need to preach. (laughs) What a message. Uh, I wanted to just talk for a quick sec. Is that okay? So the song was about three, four minutes long. I'll take maybe two more minutes um, in this introduction to God's word today. Um, This is what we want for this house. Your pastors. our executive team, we know that there's many of us that have trials, that have struggles, that are hurting, you're going through it. And sometimes you feel like you can't come to God's house and share that. And so just like this song was saying, We don't want there to be any room for any shame. We want you to know that as his children, as his body, this is the hospital for you. Our desire is because that's what God's desire has always been. That his people, his children would come to him. You're heavy laden, Jesus said come to me, right? He said, come to me. I'll give you rest. Do you have shame in your life? You don't need to. I'm not the one putting it on you. The enemy knows what to do and how to keep us quiet, how to keep us silent, how to keep things to yourself. He tricks us into believing that that's the way to go. He lies to us and deceives us and says, don't say anything. They don't need to be knowing your business. We're not asking for you to come and share with us only or to say, hey, you have to shit. No, no, no. This is not why I'm up here. I'm up here because I want you to know. And I'm saying this because I want you to know. We, we want you to know that this is a safe place. We are aiming to make this a safe place for God's people. If it's something where you say, Pastor, I think I need counseling, we have resources. It doesn't have to be us. You see where I'm going with this? This isn't about me. It isn't about Pastor Josh or any one of us, leaders, pastors of the house, the shepherds of the house, that we have to be the ones you come to. We're just saying, we want you to feel safe. We want you to know that should you need to come and talk to us, we're available. But should you need resources, we have resources for the body of Christ. And so with this song and the scripture that we're going to share today, I want you to know that maybe it's a brother or sister that you come to. Maybe they're the bridge. Have you ever heard of somebody who's a bridge builder? They're like the connection between you and something else or someone else. It could be a church body. It could be an organization, right? It could be a person. But we want you to know that we are here. This house is here. But more importantly and above all these things that I've mentioned, whether it's counselors, organizations that we could help with, places we could take you to, direct you to, more than anything, we want you to know you don't have to feel ashamed. You don't have to be embarrassed if something's going on and it's eating you, it's eating at you from inside, it's killing you on the inside, it's hurting you on the inside, and you do need prayer, you do need something, we want to let you know that first and foremost, God, God, God is there for you and for me. Jesus has paid it all you don't have to change fix do anything about your personal life before you come to him you may be thinking but pastor i'm going through it right now and i look and i feel dirty what i've done i don't feel there's any way to change it fix it i've done so much to hurt my family already i can't even forgive myself you don't have to wait till that goes away you don't have to wait till that's better You don't have to wait till you're done doing what you're doing out in the world. You can come just as you are. We're not going to tell you you have to do this, you have to do that, there's a whole list of things. No, we're not going to tell you that. What we're going to tell you is you leave that in God's hands. God will begin the process in your life. All you need to do is have faith. All you need to do is take that first step. So I want to ask you something do you have faith today? Do you have faith today? Okay, if, okay, listen, check it out. Even if you're doubting a little bit today, even if there's a little bit, or, or let me rephrase that one. If you feel there's just a little glimmer of faith in your heart this morning, maybe you don't feel it's big. Maybe you don't feel like your faith muscle is all pumped up and like, boom, you know, uh, ripping through that spiritual clothing of yours. But you feel like you have a little bit of faith. You might be saying, Pastor, I'm holding on. But there's a little bit of faith left. If that's you today, can you raise your hand with me? All right. So some of us have a lot of faith. Some of us have a little faith. That's all he asked for. He said, give me a little bit of something to work with and then leave the rest up to me. Amen? Amen? Lord, we thank you for this wonderful morning. But we thank you. Our hearts are full because of your grace and what you've done in our lives. May your word penetrate to the deepest of our souls today and every day that we dive into it. I pray that your word today would encourage us that it would build up your body, that it will edify us and give us what we need to continue to fight this good fight that you've called us to. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. If you have your Bibles, you can open them to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, I'm going to read uh, beginning in verse 1, if it's okay with you. I know we covered it last week. I just want to read it as a recap. Is that cool? Is that okay with everybody? And then we're going to go today and dive into Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. And it says like this, beginning in verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody there? Yeah? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom we also have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we celebrate in hope. And we celebrate in our hope of God's glory, and not only this, but we also celebrate in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope, and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been, what does it say, has been poured out, has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Poured out, just like a good cup of coffee into our cups in the morning, right? For while we were still helpless. Everybody say that right there. Helpless. Everybody say that right there. Helpless. Because I don't know about you, but there's a lot of times that I have felt that helplessness, that hopelessness, that weakness. Other translations say weakness. Other translations say, right, uh, lacking strength. Other translations, they all say it in different ways, but we know what it's trying to tell us, right? Everybody following with me? There is a weakness. There's a, there's a, a powerlessness In our lives that we all come to at times where we don't know what to do. We don't know where to go, who to talk to, what to turn to. Has anybody ever been there? Uh, There's a few of us. Has anybody ever been there? Have you ever felt that hopelessness? Have you ever felt that you were helpless? And he says, for while we were still helpless. I like how Paul includes himself. He doesn't say while you were helpless, right? He doesn't say, wow, you were the one messing up, huh, Steve? (laughs) Why is that so important right there? Because a lot of times we're very quick to point everybody else out, and we forget to include ourselves in the weakness. We forget to include ourselves in the helplessness, right? Right? We forget to include ourselves that we were once, maybe we still are, maybe even just a little bit today. I feel weak, Pastor. I don't know if I could make it. Today, I'm struggling, Pastor. Have you ever had those mornings where you just don't want to get up, where you don't want to face the day, where you don't want to go and do the hard thing that you have to do? Maybe you have to face somebody. Maybe you have to go talk to a family member that you've been putting off for a while because the subject's a little touchy, because the subject hurts a little bit. And ever had to do that before? Nobody? Anybody? Somebody? While we were helpless. At the right time. I love this. At the right time, he says Christ died for the ungodly. They should have just put my name in there. At the right time, Christ died Joe. At the right time, Christ died for you and I. You know, his right time isn't my right time. You know that, are you familiar with the fact that his right time isn't your right time? You know, a lot of times we'll ask the Lord for things, right? Yeah, and you know what, I feel like this side over here always gets neglected. I don't know. Have you ever sat on the west side? No? I've been sitting over here recently and I feel like man why are we always left out is it okay if I just come and hang out with everybody over here for a little bit yeah we are not a church divided by the way we are not a church divided we are one body right for some reason I don't know I think it's all the parents that want to be well, they want to be ready to run to the kids ministry and pick up their kids that sit on this side what was I even talking about I know. I need to come back and refocus. No, seriously. Seriously. You know, there has been those moments, right, in our lives where we have felt that weakness, where we have felt the helplessness. And and I truly believe that each and every one of us face those things every single day. But as we begin to ask God and we begin to come closer to God We start to want things in our own way. And we say, God, I want it done this way. I want it done that way. There's a specific time that I need this to happen. But God's right time isn't my right time. God's right time isn't our right time. Sometimes he's going to let us go through that fire. Sometimes he's going to let us go through that hurt, through that pain and that suffering. Why does he want that for us? Well, you know what? It's not that he wants it for us, but he knows that once we get ourselves into that, he wants us to learn something. He wants us to grow up. He wants us to mature. He wants us to get stronger. And the only way we're going to do that and be able to get through that is if he says, I need to let you go through this right now. I didn't get you in this mess. He's asking me to get you out right now. I'm going to get you out when I see that it's time for you to come out. Logan asked me last night, I was in the middle of a prayer. I thought my prayer was so important right there in that moment. Talking about timing, right? I thought my prayer was so important in that moment over my little, my little boy. And I was like, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for the." He has like a little cough right now. And it's been affecting his, his chest. But he's like playing and acting normal. And I was praying and he starts talking. And I said, what are you doing? I'm praying for you. But, Dad, I have a question. And I said, but I'm praying for you. He goes, dad, but I have a question. And he didn't wait for me to say anything else. He just started asking. He ever done that with you, your kids? It's like, whatever you're saying and whatever you're doing is not important. It doesn't even matter. Because he just talked over me and over my prayer. And I said, okay, Lord. So I said, what, Logan? And I was frustrated. I was ready for bed. I was tired. And he even said, dad, you don't even have to pat me tonight, Okay. Just let me ask you this question. Yeah, he told me, you don't even have to pat me. And I said, my goodness, somebody's growing up way too fast. Yeah. Oh, no, he said, don't call him Logie Bear anymore. He's a big boy now. He said, my name's Logan, not Logie Bear. And he said to me, Dad, did God only create us or does he control us too? He's six years old. And I said, what? Did God only create us? He asked me twice. Or does he control us too? And I said, no, son. He created us. But no, he doesn't control us. I said, he lets you choose. He lets you choose. He lets you choose. And I was going to get all deep. And then his eyes started rolling back. That's all he wanted to know. And then he closed his eyes. And he's like, okay, dad, thanks. That's all he needed. I was getting ready to I'm like, oh, man, this is a perfect time. Nah, he was done. He just needed to know that. Our timing, our timing, listen, our timing isn't God's timing. But he knows the season you're going through. Right here, this word time, kairos, it actually means a pivotal moment, a pivotal season. It's a moment in your in my life. And it's not the same for all of us. It's going to look different. It's going to be different. And it's going to happen differently for every single one of us. Because only God, your creator, your desi- designer, knows exactly what you need. How you need it and when you need it. But this word time here means that there's a pivotal moment that happens in our lives. You watch basketball, right? I'm not a huge, huge into sports. But I, I get entertained by them and I like watching them. But I do remember having PE when I was in middle school, and our, our PE teacher teaching us about the whole pivot, right? You keep your opponent, opponent over here, you keep the devil on your side, you can pivot any way you want, as long as he stays over here, right? And don't let him near your ball. And you, dri- you learn how to dribble, right, with one hand. This word time here is all about a pivotal moment, in your and you're in my life where we came, where you and I came to Jesus because we felt helpless, because we felt like we couldn't make it anymore, because we felt there was no other answer. We tried the alcohol. We tried the sex. We tried the drugs. We tried everything else under this world. We tried pornography. We tried gambling. We tried it all under the sun, and we came to a point in our lives where we realized, I can't do this anymore. I'm helpless, I don't know what to do. I don't know which way to turn. And God just said, all you got to do is pivot the other way. And in that moment that you and I made that decision, in that season that you and I made that decision, because it also means a season of our life. Can you believe that? It doesn't just mean one specific point in time, but it also means a season. It could be a season in our lives that we're going through that he says at just the right time, at my time, not your time. Not just one little moment. See, it leads also to the whole process of sanctification that Paul is talking about and teaching us about in chapter 5. It's an entire process. So it doesn't mean that it only happens in one moment. It doesn't mean that your life is going to be turned around in that one moment, in that one instance that you say yes to Jesus. Because how many times have we said yes to Jesus? And it did not always turn around for us in that exact moment. I know there's been tons of times, many a times, talking about time, I'm going to use that word time over and over right now. There's been many times where I said, Lord, take this away. Lord, help me in this. Lord, give me direction in this moment. Lord, Lord, right now. Lord, right now. Lord, I need this now. This is the time for me. And God just stays silent. Or God says, I've given you the tools you need. You do it on yourself. You need to stand up and do something about it. You need to stand up and face what you got to face. You need to stand up and be what you got to be. What I've called you to be. What I've desired for you to be. The reason I died on the cross for you to be. So there's different moments and seasons that we go through that God says, I am working in your life right now. It's not just going to happen overnight, Joe. You got to work for it. It's going to take time. It's going to take a season. But he knows He knows better than we know that at just the right time, that at just the right time, church, he said, what did he say? While we were helpless, not when you and I came and we had it all together, while we were messed up, while we were dirty, while we weren't thinking right, while we weren't feeling right, doing right, seeing right, however you want to put it, however you may be feeling or what you've gone through, what you're carrying For while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for you and I. It's already time to go, church. He goes on to say, for someone who is righteous you might be willing to take a bullet. What's that Bruno Mars song? I would die for you or something like that. Well, We sing about it all the time, right? But I wonder what we would do, you know, if, if it came down to the nitty gritty. For one would hardly die for a righteous person, though perhaps for the good person, someone would even dare to die. He says, but God demonstrated a love so great Are you following this? But God demonstrated, you know, pastors, preachers all over the place. We love those those little verses that start like that. But God. (laughs) You ever heard pastors do that? But everybody say, but God. (laughs) Come on, say it like you believe it. Say it like God did something in your life before. Say it like God's doing a miracle in you right now. But God, right? That's fun, right? Go ahead, go ahead. You know why that's fun? Because when you start to see that God has done a miracle in your life, If you've lived a miracle, if you've lived through a miracle in your life, if God has transformed your marriage, God has healed you from cancer, if God is working in your family right now, if God is working a miracle in your tummy maybe right now, if God is doing something to change and transform every single thing that the enemy took from you and stole from you right now, you can say this morning and stand up and say... But God had something to say about this. But God did something about this today. And he did something in my life. The enemy tried to take it from me. The enemy tried to steal it from me. But God. We all have little phrases that we like to use, right? Not today, Satan. (laughs) Not today, right? Anyways. But God demonstrates his own his own love toward us. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for each and every one of us. Much more. Look at what Paul does. It seems like Paul just keeps building and building and building up what God did for us, right? Why? Because he had lived it himself. He talks about God's patience to Timothy. When he writes to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13, he tells him, God has been very patient with me. And look at how, and so he's speaking from an experience that he had in his own life where God transformed the ugliness that he was carrying and living. And he says, much more than having now been justified. Somebody say, I've been justified. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. Our lifestyles, our thoughts, our actions, our words, our words, the way we lived, the things we say, the unforgiveness in our hearts. are deserving of God's wrath on our lives. Do you remember what he said to Noah? You know, we find that phrase again, but God remembered, but God, right? But God remembered Noah. In the book of Genesis, he says, but God remembered that Noah was one that was righteous. He had faith in God. He believed that God would work. He believed that God would do a miracle and because of that God said no longer will I ever destroy the world mankind with my wrath right by a flood it was his form his wrath that had come upon mankind we have been saved from that same wrath because of Jesus and then verse 10 says for if while we were enemies do you have an enemy today This time you don't have to raise your hand, okay? (laughs) But do you have an enemy today? Do you remember what Jesus said about our enemies? We were enemies with our creator. We were enemies with our Lord because of our sin. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Then verse 11 says, and not only this, and not only this, but we also celebrate in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Do you know what that means? I'm going to close it out in a few minutes, but do you know what that means? That if, you, if you're using a translation, the New Living Translation, some of the other translations also say it this way. It says that because of what christ did for you and i it says that we're now his friends we were his enemies and nothing that you and i did made us his friends do you see where we're going with this see god is in the business of mending relationships of healing relationships whether it's friendships marriages Friendships with a group, a family, a place. God wants to redeem it. God wants to heal it. God wants to transform it. But you and I have to take the step to say, Lord, I have faith in what your son did for me. A friend was sharing with me this past week. His grandmother is... Trying to sell the property before she dies that they all live on. Because she doesn't want her kids fighting over who's going to get what when she goes. God is in the business of reconciling, of healing the past hurts in our friendships, in our marriages, in our families. No matter what it is, what seems impossible for us, I want you to listen to me very carefully. Because you and I, listen, you and I both are ambassadors for the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you and I leave here today, this is the message that we take with us. When you and I go visit our friends and families at birthdays, at get-togethers, we are the witness, the example of what God can do. That's a lot to carry, huh? <laughs> you and I have to do it different. It's not about writing somebody off. That song said it. He's not sitting there shaking his head, waiting, wishing. I wish I would have never done that to help that guy. I should have never, I should have never, right? How many times? Has that come out of our mouths? I should have never. Why did I help him for? Right, Elvis? <laughs> Elvis is laughing up here at the front. I can't help it. <laughs> I, should... I know it. We've all been there. Satan creeps in and starts putting things in our heads. And don't try to, like, don't try to put it aside saying, no, it's the truth. This is the truth. This is the only truth. Because if it was any other way, I shouldn't be here right now. If it was any other way, I should not be justified, sanctified, righteous, be called whatever God calls me, because I don't call that for myself half the time. Do you follow? You see where we're going with this? We don't call ourselves, but he does. And each and every one of us have this responsibility and this calling that when we leave his house, when we leave this place, we are his children, we better act like his children. I'm not saying that, you know, things happen, right, overnight. But what I am saying is is that you and I have the responsibility. You and I have the responsibility. I know I'm getting kind of hard right now and I'm getting kind of serious with this stuff. But that's because God has something greater for you. That's because God has something greater for you. God has something greater for you. He has something greater for me. He has something greater for you and I as his people. He wants you to live in freedom, not to be bound by unforgiveness. He wants you to live in freedom, not to be bound by a relationship, a friendship that's gone sour that you said, ah, forget it. I'm not going to try anymore. God has something greater for you and I. But we have to work hard. We have to do what hurts. We have to do the hard conversations. If we don't do those things, we're not going to get anywhere see, you and I were made friends with our enemy. We were made friends with, oh my goodness. Can somebody say I was made friends with my enemy? I became friends with my enemy because of what Jesus did on the cross. Not because of anything I did. Only his blood was able to reconcile us back to our heavenly father. Back to the one who loved us. Back to the one who created us. Back to the one that had a plan for each and every one of us to say, I have a new life. I have a new life because of what Jesus did. I have hope because of what Jesus did. There is hope because of what my friend did. I have a friend in Jesus. I have a friend in Jesus that made all the difference in my life. If you believe that today, you better stand up right now. If you believe that today, you better stand up right now. God is going to come at the right time when you don't expect it, when you don't know it. He's just calling you and I to be faithful to his word. He's calling you and I to be faithful to him. He's going to do something. He's going to do something. If you've been asking God for something in your life recently, an exchange was made. Listen, an exchange was made. To be reconciled means that there was an exchange made. And he made an even exchange when it wasn't worth It wasn't the same equality. You hear me? But he said, you know what? I'm going to give you friendship. I'm going to give you salvation. I'm going to give you a new life. I'm going to give you grace. Even though what you're exchanging for it, it's not the same value. If you're feeling it in your heart, you better get up here right now. Don't wait for me to call you up. Sometimes it's hard to follow God's word. But let me tell you something. This might be your moment right now. I don't know where you're going after you leave these doors, this house. But this might be your time. This might be that pivotal moment. Where God does a work in your heart. And he sets free whatever's been binding you. And he redeems whatever's been taken from you. Maybe it was trust that was taken that somebody betrayed. And it's hard for you to trust again. But Jesus is here to tell you this morning, just trust me. I will make you whole today you and i can sing that we have a wonderful friend in jesus our friends out there may not be as understanding may not be as forgiving but in jesus we have found a friend we have found a friend today that you and i can come to and say okay lord so as the worship team closes us out this will be our closing prayer for today Sing this song with them and believe that whatever you're carrying, you can bring it to him. You can bring it to his feet and not carry it anymore, not let it enslave you anymore, but set you free.